Okay. So I think it's going. Okay. I wonder... Okay, so that's a good sign. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the On the Vine podcast. Um, my name is Ellen. And I'm Maitland. Yes, and um, we decided to start this podcast um, mainly because... We've been separated for like a year and a half, and we really missed having deep discussions with each other. Uh, A little bit of background, we were roommates in college for about a year and a half, two years because of COVID, kind of split it apart, Um, and helped each other other to come to Jesus more closely, and uh, have walked together ever since, and uh, yeah, so wanted to get back into doing deep conversations with each other that we had in college about Jesus, about the Mm -hmm. Bible, um, about uh, religion and Christianity and all the topics in between, Um, but also thought, you know, other people like these discussions too and need to have them and uh, don't have someone to have them with or, you know, just whatever the case. So that's why we want to start this podcast um, we also thought that we would start this podcast um, just to let you guys hear some of the crazy conversations that we have. We thought we would um, just let everyone have some fun because I know you guys all want to hear what we have to say. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what we would say every time we were sitting in the parking lot of Walmart having these discussions is we'd be like, oh, someone should record us because this is great this stuff is right here. This is fire. <laughs> this is the best stuff ever. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we're excited to start this podcast, and I also love podcasts, and I said, mm-hmm. before I die, I want to start a podcast, and here we are, so. Hopefully that doesn't mean that you're I die. die anytime soon. <laughs> I die tomorrow. I made a podcast, guys. Let's not speak that into existence. <laughs> well, today, we are going to be talking about identity, mm-hmm. um, so I, there's a lot of different things that we find our identity in, um, but the Bible tells us that we need to find our identity in Christ. Um, so we're going to be talking about what that looks like. Um, but there's a lot of things that the world is telling us that we should find our identity in, whether that's in, um, our careers, whether that's in our relationships or, um, what we look like or just where we live. So there's so many things that the world Mm -hmm. is trying to tell us, like you need, um, Mm -hmm. to look at this to find your identity in, whereas the Bible says something totally different and we find our identity in Christ. So we're Mm going to be talking about what does that look like? And then how to fight um, just the things in the world mm-hmm. that tell us, like, mm-hmm. this is what you find your identity and How do we fight against that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that it's um, a really relevant topic. I feel like I heard a lot about it uh, growing up in, in youth group. We would have the occasional um, finding your identity in Christ conversation um, because that is a very prevalent, pre- prevalent time to talk about it when you're in middle school or high Mm -hmm. school or in the transition period. But I also feel like there are so many other stages of your life that it's very relevant to to talk about. I mean, going from high school to college, going from college into the world, um, going even just moving from being a junior in college to being a senior in college. Like, Mm -hmm. there are so many just transition periods um, that I think we could really easily drop off into that identity crisis and like Maitland was saying uh just confusing what we're feeling with what the world is telling us about our identity and um yeah just everything in between and yeah so I know for me particularly I have a lot on this topic because I just recently 
uh, went through kind of a, this transition period. <clears throat> um, I just recently stepped out of a full-time support raising for a missionary position. <clears throat> and um, a lot of pressure comes with changing or stepping away from any job in general. But I also feel like there's a big unspoken pressure for stepping away from a ministry or missions position uh, mm-hmm. with the church because uh, obviously you feel like it's sorry that was the our door <laughs> um, uh, that's the Holy Spirit speaking no but <laughs> obviously uh, when you're in a position like that you feel like you know this is a good thing this is like I'm serving the church I'm serving God and when you step down from that you can feel a lot of judgment a lot of uh, guilt or shame um so there definitely is an added pressure there and weirdness. And um, so I made the decision and um, was meeting with lots of people to get their counsel and met with my pastor at the time. And he was super supportive, but also really straightforward with me about some really hard things that I needed to hear. Um, and he had me go through the whole story start, uh, start to finish. And at the end, he was like, you're great. I love you. But after listening to you, um, I don't think you're passionate about what you say you're passionate about. And that was wild for me to hear. Um, I was like, what do I do with that? Like, you don't think I'm passionate about what I say I'm passionate about? Like, what what does that mean? Like, that's so um, ominous, I feel like. <laughs> um and there were some aspects that I didn't necessarily agree with him on that, which I think he would say he was were valid. But I also know that there were definitely aspects that were spot on and that deep down I knew I had been dishonest with myself about um, or just didn't really have the experience and application about what I was saying I was passionate about. So like I, I just didn't really have the authority to say that I was passionate about something. Um, it was more of just like a whim. Um, but either way, it was super upsetting and confusing. Um, and I called Maitland and I was like, I've been crying for the last 24 hours. Um, and I was like, I know I always heard pastors talk about or write about moments in their lives where they really just struggled with being frustrated at God. And I had never really felt that. It's just, it's really far from my natural disposition to get frustrated like it takes a lot to get me angry uh but especially to be frustrated at god like that is not my natural um attitude but in this time i really felt that um and all i could do is just sit and cry out to god in honesty and be like god i am frustrated at you i'm frustrated at myself i'm frustrated at this situation um and i just need you to break this down because i want this broken down like I don't want to be sitting in this frustration uh because I knew that ultimately God's end goal for me was not that frustration and confusion um and uh so I think as Christians we hear about um your identity is not in your job or your parents or your family like Maitland was saying like there's all these things we hear like your identity is not to be placed in these things um but I think it's harder to realize that our identity is also not necessarily in our calling. Uh, because again, that kind of goes back to like, our calling should be this good thing. It should be this, it's this God ordained thing. Um, and that's not to say that it's not, um, but it is not the end all be all, you know, ultimately God can change our calling. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really the reason why, we like our identity is not in our calling 
in it's in Christ himself because like I said our calling can change God knows every single calling that we will feel throughout our whole life and how it may change or stay the same and he has ordained it um and so while the calling may be good the change may be good as well um but regardless if it changes you know that's what's going to lead to the identity crisis and so that's why we say put your your identity in Christ because Christ is the only thing that is unchanged. Um, and so I know that like Malin has some examples of stories throughout the Bible and I've collected some. Um, I'll let her kind of hit on this because uh, I feel like I've been talking for a really long time. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we do have many stories in the Bible and one that, like, immediately came to my mind, which I feel like it's an example for so many different things, um, but looking at the book of Job and just seeing how Job's identity was truly found in God and what um, God had for his life. Um, so we look at the story of Job and we see how um, Satan comes to God and he, all that Satan sees is uh, is Job's possession, is all these worldly things and things that we tend to um, put our identity in. So money, relationships, mm. kids, neither one of us are moms, but mm. I know that I would, I can so easily, I would be so easily able to find myself mm. in um, looking at my kids and finding mm. my identity in them and the way that I'm raising them and their success mm. and judging that on how I feel. Yeah. So Satan is looking at all these things and that's what he's seeing. Um, and <clears throat> God knows Job's heart and God knows that Job does not find his identity in those things. Mm -hmm. And so God tells Satan to go ahead and to, he can take everything away from him. Mm -hmm. He's allowed to do whatever he wants, but he cannot touch Job at mm -hmm. all. Um, so he loses his oxen and his donkeys and his sheep and his camels. He loses all of his kids, um, and all of his servants. Mm. Um, so he couldn't physically harm Job, but he took everything mm. from him. But the first thing that Job did is, is he arose, he tore his robe, he shaved his head and he fell on the ground and worshiped. Mm. And so he was saying that like, the Lord has given, the Lord has taken away, and he's still going to bless the name of the Lord because his identity wasn't in all the things that he lost, um, but it was in the Lord. It was in what God had called him to. It was in um, what the things that matter, the things that are eternal, and I think that's something that we really, really struggle with today is just looking at all these things, and we mm -hmm. say, we see like, oh, this person has that, and it becomes a comparison game because we are, are we are finding our identity in these things, so then we start to compare ourselves, mm -hmm. and we start to, um, like, diminish our own worth because mm -hmm. we see that other people have things better, quote-unquote, better than we do, um, but that's not the way that God looks at it. We see the story of David and um, mm -hmm. looking at how um, God wasn't looking at the outward appearance. He looked at the heart and he knew um, what David's heart was. And so we have to remember like that is what God looks at and he doesn't look at all the stuff, all the money, um, like your outer appearance, your relationship status, mm -hmm. your job status. He doesn't look at any of that. He looks at your heart, and mm -hmm. he is the one who truly knows you. Mm -hmm. He fully knows you, and he fully loves you. He loved you so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for you. Um, but 
that goes back to like why Satan wants to tempt us with all these things because he can take it. He can take that away. Yeah. He can't take our salvation away, yeah. but he can take away the things of the world left and right. He is the ruler of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he has some authority because God has given him the authority. Um, so I know that like one big one that I know so many people find their worth in right now is their relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, their relationship status means a lot to them. And so that's why we see so many, um, I don't know what the word is that they use. It's like where you just date a lot of, a lot of people like back to back to back. Oh, serial dating. They call it serial dating. Speed dating. (laughs) Speed dating. No, they call it like serial dating. Like you go from one relationship to the next, to the next, to the next, because you find your identity in that relationship. Mm -hmm. Or if you're like me, you find your, uh, you would find your identity like in that one relationship that you couldn't let go. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were like, oh, I don't want to let go of this relationship because I want to be in control of it, because I don't want to be single, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be alone forever. Mm-hmm. And there are young girls out there, and I'm sure this is true for guys too, but especially for girls, and I know because I've been there, is just like being in that relationship and you're so scared to be single because mm-hmm. you don't want to be single for the rest of your life and you're 19 years old. <clears throat> And you're like, you have your whole life ahead of you. You're you're not stuck in this one moment. Um, And your identity isn't found in your relationship, like, with or without another person. Like, God doesn't care about the other people. He cares about you. Like, he cares about the other people, but that's (laughs) not how he sees you. Um, He, like, cares about each one of us individually. And so, um, like, mates are great. And, like, I have a husband now, so... Um, he makes me better and he, Mm. he sharpens me and like draws me closer to the Lord. Um, but I also know like in the season of singleness, he was sharpening me, Mm. um, to be better for his kingdom, to, um, grow, to be a better wife when I did get a husband. Mm. But there's also like, it says that in the Bible, like, people who never marry like there's a special place for them in heaven and so we don't talk about that a lot we don't talk about like singleness and knowing that singleness is a gift and I mean I know that I'm sitting over here talking about it as a married woman Mm. but um we don't treat it like that the church doesn't treat it like that and so it's easy for us to find our identity in that because other people look at us and see our identity in that. They look like family will be like, oh, I don't know. Like, when are you going to get married? When are you going to bring a boy home? When are you going to go? So there's all these different pressures on you from the world. Um, and so we can get sucked in that. Even like good godly families like focus on that. When mm-hmm. are you going to date? When are you going to bring this boy home and or girl home or whatever? And yeah they you get so sucked in on that because like well they were there well they're godly people and they're asking when this is going to happen um and you're like but I just I don't know and that's not like where my identity Mm -hmm. is found and so it's hard to like fight against that and also to like speak into that for your families and let them know like singleness is a gift and if I'm single forever that is okay because it is okay yeah um and we don't treat it like it is okay anymore yeah um that's just not how it's treated yeah, and I think that I think that kind of goes with, like, where, as a Christian, there are definitely moments where you have to tune out what's going on mm-hmm. around you. And, and that's one big reason why is because, like Maitland was saying, like, not just for your relationship status, but uh, everyone who's surrounding you and all the world surrounding you 
are going to be speaking things into your life, um, whether good, bad, or ugly. Um, and so it's very easy to, when you're hearing something constantly, to, like, your mind to be occupied with that um, and to shift your identity to that even subconsciously just because it's flowing into you so much. So, yeah, that's definitely an area where, like I said, sometimes... We just have to tune out um, and just make sure that we are only hearing what Christ is telling us. Um, but I think that is really important what Maitland was saying about like when she um, was finding her identity in relationships and just like wanting that control. And I think that's a really big piece of it, honestly, in finding, and again, this doesn't just go for relationships, but in what we choose to find our identity in is that control. Because like, if you are wanting to find your identity in, you know, your school, your degree, your relationship status, your social status, uh, your financial status, uh, you know, all of these things um, that you may very well want your identity to be in because, you know, these are things that are earthly. These are things that to an extent you feel like you can control that if they're not going your way, you know, you can pivot you can adjust you can try to do whatever um and obviously we know that ultimately in the grand scheme of things we're not in control of any of that uh but stuff like that definitely feels a lot more like we can be in control of so it's more comfortable to put our identity and stuff like that whether or rather than putting it in christ who we obviously know we have no authority or control over his will and that his will is ultimately what will be done um, so there definitely is that level of comfort as well that you have to push through. And like, this is something we were talking about with uh, some of our students the other day too, is just like not taking the easy way, you know, um, not taking the road most traveled, <laughs> if you yeah. want to say that. But um, yeah, but really just, like I said, as a Christian, knowing when to tune other people out and uh, knowing when to, um, knowing when control is an issue um, knowing when I feel like ignorance is an issue or air or arrogance, uh, the two can go together sometimes. I think for me, um, I take a very arrogant ignorance. Um, and I'm like, I don't have a control issue or I don't have an issue with where I'm putting my identity or I don't have this sin issue or anything like that. Um, and that's a trap. (laughs) Like that's, that is, yeah, that's a hole that I, dig um and that only jesus can bring me out of um but you know then you're like well you know if you're walking with jesus and if your identity is in jesus in the first place you're not gonna get down there so um but yeah i felt like those two points were pretty important to make um yeah um i also think like looking at identity in christ it's very easy for us to find our identity in other people. And that's a Mm -hmm. lot of, like, what we've been talking about. And I think, like, the majority of it falls back into this category. Like, when you're looking at your identity and Mm -hmm. your um, calling, in your identity and relationships, it's all because we are worried Mm -hmm. about what other people think about us and what they say about Mm us, rather than looking at, like, what does God have to say about us? Mm -hmm. Um, And I fall into this trap all the time because I want to make everyone happy. I want to make everyone, um, like, see this good side of me. And I've had, like, had to fight against that because I also, like, 
to live in community and to be in community, we need to bring the most vulnerable vulnerable parts mm-hmm. of ourselves so mm-hmm. that people can um, speak into that and mm-hmm. tell us like where we can correct that, where we can do better, mm-hmm. where we have hurt them. And so that's, there's that the door again. again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's like where um, community can come into that and speak into that. And it's like very different community than like you think of just like friendships and yeah. like church community is just so, yeah. so different because um, they're going to be able to say, hey, I see this in you. And it's yeah. not like, hey, I'm going to point out all your flaws you've ever had ever. Yeah. It's saying, hey, I see this in you and I want to like come alongside you and help you to look more like Jesus. And um, so that you can become better because we know that like when we're walking with Jesus, um, then like everything that's from Jesus is going to make our lives better. Mm-hmm. Um, and everything that's in the world is just going to make our lives even harder. Mm-hmm. Um and so, like, thinking about, like, the comparison game, thinking about yeah. focusing on, it's going to be exhausting. You're going to be exhausted, and I've been exhausted, and yeah. I've done that to myself, especially, like, as a Christian. I feel like it got, like, heightened when I mm-hmm. did become a Christian because I was like, oh, I want to be perfect. And it doesn't, like, the Bible doesn't say, hey, be perfect. Yeah. It says that, like, obviously we're striving to look mm-hmm. more like Jesus and the Holy Spirit's going to come alongside us and help us with that. But we're never going to be able to be perfect until we get to heaven and we're with Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also places people in our lives to help us um, uh, to look more like him. So when mm-hmm. we are fighting this, when we are looking at our identity and we're trying to fight the lies of the world, mm-hmm. the lies that Satan is trying to tempt us with and find our identity in things that aren't in Christ, we can do that by coming into community and coming to other people and having them... Um, to speak into our life and show us, okay, here are the things that I'm seeing and where you're finding your identity in the world. And I want to help you see your identity in Jesus and then bring scripture along with that and Mm -hmm. show you like, this is what God says about you, not, um, your relationship status, not what you look like, not how much you weigh, not, um, your job Mm -hmm. status. Um, so there's all these different things that community can pull in. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a huge way to fight it. That's a huge way to fight all kinds of sin, but especially like looking at your identity. Yeah. Um, they can help you fight that. Yeah. And I think like you're saying, like it, community in this sense is not just friendship. And I think a really important thing that I learned is the difference between just friends and fellowship. Mm-hmm. Like you really need to be making sure that you are having fellowship. Um, in the biblical godly sense and community um, and yeah not just um, friends but I also think like like Maitland is saying um, when you are having that identity crisis and in your identity is uh, in other things it's stressful like she's saying mm-hmm. like it, it was more stressful for her it's also super draining yeah. and I feel like as Christians we really need to watch out for that and watch out for really anything that drains us so much like that like putting on that whether it's a false face or just pouring in as much as we are pouring into whatever we're finding our identity in that's going to take a lot out of us and what it's taking out of us is potential that could be used by god in the community uh aspect in the church aspect and ministry opportunities in our prayer time or our bible time like it is draining us of these uh, opportunities that God has for us or potential that God has to move in us. Um, and I think anything like, like that, like that, like I said, um, 
should be a red flag for us in in that if we are pouring ourselves way more into um our relationship or our um our job or um even even at times uh and this might be controversial but even at times our church Mm -hmm. like obviously i'm I'm not at all saying (laughs) that serving the church is bad i'm not saying that at all but you know just making sure that you are not pouring into anything or holding anything more important than christ and it's really like at that point it really comes becomes idolatry um and uh the identity idolatry maybe Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so yeah, that's a really big thing. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And so I think another example that we knew that we were going to talk about was just the woman at the mm-hmm. well and looking in at John that example. 4. Yes. And John four. So looking at that example and just seeing how, like seeing how she found her identity mm-hmm. in kind like in the same thing almost, mm-hmm. but how her like how she viewed it Mm -hmm. turned completely around so and I resonate with this story like so much I feel like Mm -hmm. so many women do but for me specifically just with this story and knowing that I was like so similar to this Mm -hmm. woman um so Jesus comes to this woman she's coming to get water in the middle of the day that's when no one is coming to get water so she's coming because she's ashamed she doesn't want people to like talk about her they know her Mm -hmm. story and she just is ashamed of her story Mm -hmm. so she's coming in the middle of the day when it's hot when no one else is going to be there and Jesus just comes up to her and he is asking for a drink of water and Mm -hmm. then um she's still like ashamed she's still like if you knew who I was you wouldn't be asking me Mm -hmm. for a drink um so they have this whole story and then Jesus basically just goes on to tell her like everything that she's ever done and that is the whole Mm -hmm. like point of the story and then so after that he reveals himself to her he says like I am the coming messiah Mm -hmm. I am the Christ and she runs back Mm -hmm. to the town where everyone does already like they already know Mm -hmm. it's like it's kind of like how you think like your sin is hidden Mm -hmm. but everyone like you can see Mm -hmm. your sin even if you've tried to hide it and that's something that I realized too like I thought I was hiding it but I wasn't but so she goes back into the town and she just says like come and see a man who's told me all that I've ever Mm -hmm. done um so they were all that was like she was being an evangelist for Christ Mm -hmm. and sharing about Jesus by using her story that she was ashamed Mm of. She was finding her identity in this story, but in a shameful way, the way that the enemy wanted her to see like her story. She, he wanted her to be ashamed of it and not want to tell anyone. But then Jesus came and told her and told her she could be free of that. And then she, she could find her identity in him. Mm -hmm. And so she used that story, that same story to share with others and use that to show this was my identity before Christ. And this is my identity now. This is how my world has shifted so Mm -hmm. I went from death and living in the shame and guilt Mm -hmm. to life and now like I want to be life-giving to Mm -hmm. other people and so I think like that's how it is like when you're finding your identity in the world it's Mm -hmm. draining Mm -hmm. and it's just gonna lead to death and then when you're finding your identity in Christ it's Mm -hmm. life-giving yeah so I mean he literally talks about in that passage about the well of living water yeah and I feel like you can't really say anything is more life-giving than water. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a perfect analogy. Um, and then if I'm not mistaken, and mainly you can correct me, but isn't this passage like this? She is actually the first, first or mm-hmm. one of the first people the that first, yeah. he confesses to being yeah. the Messiah too, which is just so cool. Um, because like Maitland was saying, like she was over here 
like just really ashamed not wanting to speak to anyone today like probably has heard the whole town talking about her for however long and um and he knew what she was struggling with he knew her entire past like she says and um he chose her to reveal himself too um because you know he knew that it would change her whole life around and Mm -hmm. uh and it does and uh then she goes on to be an evangelist and to tell the rest of the city and like Maitland was saying just uh converts her identity yeah um and I feel like do you have anything else to add to that I think like just taking the shame and the guilt like that is what that's the difference like that is the difference like when you're finding your identity in the world you're finding your identity like you feel shame and guilt Mm -hmm. because of that identity Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. or like you're like oh I'm gonna do better I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that me 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 and then you find your identity in Christ Mm -hmm. and then you just get love and grace and mercy and it's not anything you did like you it's not me 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 it's I am this, I am a child of God, I am loved, I am chosen because of what God has done for me, because he washed me clean, because he changed my life, Mm -hmm. not because I did anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think also, um, kind of, I'm going to bring up a different example as well, but this goes back to, kind of goes back to a couple things that we touched on, actually, Mm -hmm. goes back a little bit to the identity and a calling, and then also goes back to what Maitland was talking about when she was talking about Job, Mm -hmm. and the importance of your heart, Mm -hmm. and uh, the shape of your heart, Um, and so I I think of kind of, um, of Abraham, and uh, he was called to a hundred years of, of, well, barrenness. I mean, uh, his wife was barren. A uh, hundred years of doing ministry without having an heir, which that was a big deal back then. Not having yeah. an heir like that, yeah, that was a huge deal. Um, and then at a hundred years old, God changed his calling. He was called into fatherhood, um, and then you know he he bears a son. His wife bears a son, mm-hmm. um, Isaac, uh, the blessed son. And um, then after a few years, he has a calling by God to offer his only son up as a sacrifice, um, which is a very familiar Mm -hmm. story, (laughs) uh, foreshadowing into Jesus's Mm -hmm. fate. But, um, uh, so he does that. And I think, um, and obviously, um, in that story, at the end of the story, we see that he's then called by a little angel Mm -hmm. to actually not sacrifice his son, but God blesses him with a ram instead Mm -hmm. to sacrifice in his son's place. But just seeing Abraham's heart and where it was at and his willingness, um, to sacrifice his son. I mean, I, I feel like it isn't talked a lot about uh, just his faith in God and his faith that God would provide for him um, as he is probably thinking this whole time, like, really, God, like, I waited a 100 years to have this son. You called him my blessed son, and now you're calling me to go sacrifice him myself. Mm-hmm. Like, that's wild, but he, you know was going up like he went up the mountain to do it because his heart was God's like he had gone through the ups and downs of his life in old age and his identity was in Christ his heart was with Christ and um even in the hardest times and even in the wildest of situations um and that was where Christ rewarded him Mm -hmm. with you know the ram to take the place of Isaac, his son, was because 
he saw Abraham's heart Mm -hmm. and saw that his identity really was in Christ um, after all these years. Um, And so, yeah, like I said, I think it's just also really important uh, to realize the people in the Bible and their stories and their heart and to realize your own heart and what's going on in your own heart and kind of the position in your own heart, um, if it's directed towards Jesus or not. Um, and you know, because I think your heart probably will point your identity, not to sound like cliche, like, like a post-it note, Uh, (laughs) but that's true. I mean, your heart guides your feet. So, and I think that's like a good point of like, when you're finding your identity in Christ, Mm -hmm. you have the confidence to be bold for Christ because you're trusting Jesus with everything you're trusting, um, that no matter what happens, like nothing nothing can happen apart from God's will. So, like, yeah. anything that he's calling you to do, like, if he's calling you to do it, you have the choice to be obedient or not. Like, yeah. that's totally up to you. Um, but if you're being obedient to him mm-hmm. and something happens and that's not the way that you thought that it was going to go, but it had to have happened, like, within God's will. Yeah. So nothing happens apart from God's will. So yeah. you have the confidence to be obedient to Christ, knowing that, like, no matter what happens, I'm going to be obedient to yeah. you. I'm going to um, trust you and what you have called me to, yeah. rather than trusting and putting um, all my eggs in the basket of the world. Like, yeah. putting all of my trust in what yeah. I can do for myself, because apart from Christ, like, we can do nothing. Yeah. Like, that's what Jesus said. Yeah. Jesus said that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, how much more so is that true for mm-hmm. us? And, like, we cannot do anything yeah. apart from apart from God. Yeah. Um, so, and I just I, think that's good. Yeah, and I think that's good. You used the word bold. Yeah. And I think that's super good because we're called to be bold. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think in this particular context, it's hard for us to be bold um, when our heart or I- our identity is not in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Like, whether you're conscious of it or not, but especially when you are conscious of it, you know, it's really hard to be bold when you're not pointed in the right direction, you know, Mm. um, because you know it and, uh, and you, so yeah, I mean, like we were talking about like how it affects how we do ministry, it affects our boldness. Um, but yeah, so I think, um, also in the scripture, I mean, you have scripture all over this, but, um, in Second Corinthians, it says, "We fix our eyes on what is on. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, mm-hmm. but on what is unseen. Mm-hmm. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is in, is eternal. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that's referencing the Lord mm-hmm. um, and fixing our eyes on the Lord, our hearts on the Lord, our identities mm-hmm. on the Lord. Um, but just that difference between the temporary and eternal is so good, and I think that's." that's just an example of how he's so specific in the Bible. Like Jesus is so specific. God is so specific when he names us and identifies us and calls us what we are in him. Like he is very specific. He calls us his, his lambs. He calls us Mm -hmm. his flock, his church, his bride. We are chosen by him. Mm -hmm. We are his heirs. You know, it is very possessive Mm -hmm. as it should be. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's just very intentional in the wording of that is um, he is eternal. We are his, like Maitland was saying, we're nothing apart from him. We're nothing outside of him. 
Um, and so there's really, when you think about it at the end of the day, logically, there's no ulterior option Mm -hmm. to where we're pointing our eyes and our hearts. Yeah. So I think like, I guess to like wrap it up and end this is like to think about like, what are your next steps? So Mm -hmm. like we always end this like with the students, but thinking like, because of what I've heard today, I am going to blank. Mm -hmm. So whether that's like, you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, um, I need to figure out what I am finding Mm -hmm. my identity in because Mm -hmm. like, you're not going to know how to like fix it or Mm -hmm. do anything unless you are looking and saying, okay, what am I finding my identity? And I think you can do that by looking to like, where is your time going? Yep. Um, where are your thoughts going? Mm-hmm. Uh, we already know, like, just a lot of our thoughts are negative. So mm-hmm. what are those negative thoughts that we're thinking? Of? Obviously, we should be fixing those to be positive yeah. thoughts. But what are our thoughts going to? What are we thinking about? And then how can we fix it? So don't mm-hmm. just, like, sit there and be like, this is what I'm finding my identity. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Like, but what can you do to fix it? So whether that's getting in community or confessing it to community, you should confess it to community. Yeah. Confession should be something you're doing regularly. So confessing that to community um, mm-hmm. and letting them know, hey, I need help in this and I need help like finding out what the scripture says. And then you yourself also looking in scripture yeah. to see yeah. what does God say about me and how can I find my identity in him mm-hmm. ver- versus like finding my identity in mm-hmm. um, all these things that I'm dwelling on and thinking about. And then spending time in scripture just yeah. to remind ourselves of um, God's faithfulness, God's goodness, and then what he tells us that we are. Because, like, the be- the thing that we can fight all of the enemy's tactics with, the thing- tactics with, the thing that we can fight um, what Satan is trying to tell us is going to be God's word. Like, yeah. you can't fight against that, really. Yeah. Like, that, that, that is the ultimate truth. And so we have to, like, go back to that and think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so spending time in scripture, spending time with community and confession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think also, I, I was going to also list spending time in scripture, whether it's like some of the passages that we have listed off or your own, mm-hmm. like going through it on your own. Um, cause scripture is always going to be convicting. Yeah. Like that's, it, it's there for that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's there for much living. more than that as well, but it's there for that. It's always going to be convicting. Um, I can't say how many times I have been reading, uh, in my Bible and I'm just like, (laughs) whoa, (laughs) that's me. (laughs) Um, and so like, I feel like that's a good start. Uh, if you don't, if you don't know where to start, like if you're trying to think you're like, I'm trying to think like, uh, about my identity and where I'm putting it in, but you know, and it's hard to Mm -hmm. think about that and I can't identify anything of, of that, then start in scripture. Uh, Mm -hmm. something will jump out at you. Also, spending time in prayer, yeah. talking to God. Yes, like, God it, like, I know so many of us will say, we don't have 10 minutes in our day. Mm-hmm. We do. We yeah. have 10 minutes in our day. Like, the day is 24 hours. You have 10 minutes. I have 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really hard for me. I'm extroverted. I don't like sitting still. Mm-hmm. Um, so spending time in prayer um, can be hard for me. Mm-hmm. But just, like, do it. You know, mm-hmm. make yourself do it because if you are sitting there in stillness, God's going to put something on your heart. You know, um, I, I, I hate doing it, mm-hmm. which sounds bad, but every time that I've done it, it's worked. Yeah. Like God has spoken to me. Um, so just sitting there in stillness and prayer, um, adopting an attitude of obedience. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
I definitely think that's good. And just thinking about like, you can ask God, like even before you read scripture, like mm-hmm. God reveal yeah. to me what's in my heart. Yeah. Um, and then going to the scripture and he will reveal to you what is in your heart. Cause mm-hmm. he already knows our heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that that is good. Like spending time in prayer and spending time just, and when you are spending time in prayer, asking God to change your heart. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you, you, you figure out what you're finding your identity in and ask God to like change your heart to help you find your identity more in him. So, yeah, I guess as we are closing and we're talking about prayer, I guess that I'll pray for us yeah. before we end it. And then we'll see you guys next week. Well, um, we won't see you cause this is a podcast, but yeah, we'll <laughs> you'll hear us. That'll next be really week. fun. <laughs> but you guys can make some guesses about what you think we look like. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a hint. Um, Maitland's name is Maitland because it's longer and she's taller. And my name is Ellen because it's shorter and I'm smaller. That's what we always tell people obnoxiously. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so happy yeah. to be here with yes. everyone. I will pray for us and then we'll see you guys next week. Uh, Jesus, thank you for this podcast and just being able to talk about your word and scripture. Um, God, I pray that you would help all of us just to find our identity in you and Mm -hmm. just recall and bring to mind to us the things that you say about us Mm -hmm. in your word. Um, God revealed to us, to me and Ellen and just all the people listening just in our hearts, what we have, what we've been finding our identity in that isn't in you and help us to change our attitudes Mm -hmm. and change our hearts to dwell on, um, what you have to say about us and what you have called us to God, help us to get into community and talk about it and confess it even when it's uncomfortable. God, help us to be bold uh, for your kingdom and just knowing that if our identity is in you and we're trusting in you, that that's all that you ask us to do is be obedient. And um, so help us to be obedient, help us to be bold, and help us to find our identity in you. Mm. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. This has been Identity Crisis um, on the on the vine podcast yes. um we should probably go into why we chose that name and yeah another. we'll we'll, we'll, we'll cover it. that yeah <laughs> don't worry guys all right <laughs> <laughs>